The state of Illinois remains under a stay-at-home order, and that includes Capital News Illinois. Now, more than 100,000 residents are out of work. We'll talk about that on this edition of CapitalCast. Hello and welcome to Capital Cast, a regular podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock, coming to you this time from an apartment in Springfield. As you've probably noticed, social distancing and hand washing are now the trendiest activities in America. That's also true for most of the reporters that you get your news from, including us. We've all been working from our respective homes, doing phone interviews, watching Governor Pritzker's daily briefings on live stream communicating by email, Slack, and occasionally phone calls. And trust me when I say we all know how lucky we are that we're able to do that. We know a lot of other people can't, healthcare workers, grocery store clerks, postal workers, and we're all grateful for the work they're doing. But we also know there are people whose jobs and businesses don't lend themselves to working remotely, and they've been especially hard hit by the social isolation we're all practicing. Restaurant and hotel workers, bartenders, barbers and hairstylists, manicurists and massage therapists, people throughout the service industry who make their living by engaging in direct interaction with the public. On Thursday, the Illinois Department of Employment Security announced that more than 114,000 Illinoisans had filed first-time unemployment claims in the week that ended March 21st. That was the week that began with Governor Pritzker issuing executive orders, closing schools, and directing everybody else not to leave their homes unless it was absolutely necessary. Nationwide, more than three and a quarter million people filed unemployment claims that week, shattering the previous record of just under 700,000. That day, I spoke by phone with Dan Black, a professor of economics at the University of Chicago, to ask him if he could put this in perspective. This is unprecedented, you know, and... uh, uh here we are, you know, huge numbers of people unemployed, uh, huge numbers of people who aren't making a living, who can't claim unemployment insurance. You know, if you're a small business owner and, you know, you live off your proceeds, uh, you may be shut down at the moment. And, you know, those folks are not even able to file for unemployment insurance because they're not employees as such, unless they've, you know, uh, created a separate entity where they can be an employee of that entity. Uh, so this is this is unprecedented. We, you know, we're kind of flying blind here. Uh, what kind of long-term impact do you think this could have on gross domestic product? Well, I mean, that's the, the you know, that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Uh, you know, I, I've seen people who are panicking and saying, "Oh, this is going to be. Is it going to be a recession? This is going to be the next depression." Uh, I've seen other people who kind of poo-poo the idea, but, you know, the truth is we don't know because we've never seen anything like this. Um, You know, part of that's going to depend upon how long uh, it's necessary for us to, you know, keep the economy shut down. Um, Obviously, if you're a business and you're paying rent, uh, if nothing else, and you're not taking in any money, that tends to go through your cash reserves pretty quickly. And so the fear would be a lot of these businesses that are not operating right now might stay, you know, might uh, cease to exist or may go bankrupt uh, simply because they've run out of cash reserves. And so 
whether we find ourselves in that situation where, you know, I used to work at this restaurant and this restaurant no longer exists, or whether, you know, in a few weeks we open back up and the restaurant just takes off like nothing happened, we don't know. I'm sort of wondering, you know, theoretically, if they came up with a cure tomorrow or a vaccine um, and this thing, this crisis ended, how long would it take for the economy to recover from something like this? Well, I mean, if if somehow we could miraculously give everyone uh, the vaccine tomorrow, you know, we could all be back at work and it would pretty much be like nothing happened. My kids would be happy because if it happened tomorrow, they would, uh, their spring break would be starting and so they, you know, wouldn't have to go back to school for a week. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, it, it's really going to depend upon how fast, uh, you know, even if there was a, you know, remarkable discovery and we got the vaccine out, how fast could we get that vaccine deployed? As you've seen, we haven't been particularly good at deploying uh, testing uh, kits for the virus. So, once we even come up with a vaccine, the question is, how long does it take to get it to 330 million Americans, much less, you know, the, you know, over 7 billion people we have in the, in, in the world? So that that's really the relevant question is, how long is this going to take for us to get out of the woods? So I imagine you've paid attention to the things that Governor Pritzker has done. And I don't know if you've had time to look at the stimulus package that Congress or the Senate passed last night. Are these actions sufficient? Well, it's uh, uh, probably not, <laughs> uh, sadly. Uh, you know, the, the, the problem is, and we saw this actually in the Great Recession back in 2008, the problem is you always have this disconnect between who's having to pay the real price for the, these activities, which are going to save a lot of lives. So I'm, not, you know, I'm certainly not uh, uh, going to say we shouldn't be doing this. But it's going to place a burden on a set of people, and you know whether those people are going to be adequately compensated by uh, the stimulus package. It's 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 very difficult to say. You know, I mean, I, I think people are rightly concerned about you know in, in the Senate about whether or not airlines will be able to survive this crisis. You know, their 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 revenues have disappeared, you know, largely, and that's going to be a big big problem for them. But it's also a problem for the small business owner who, you know, maybe runs a barber shop here in town and, you know, needs to be able to cut hair in order to feed himself and his family. How that individual is going to be held by the stimulus package is, you know, kind of opaque at the moment. Uh, you know, we try to do things to help people, but we can't hit everyone. The Federal Reserve in Chicago uh, came out with a statement today saying they're concerned about the impact on the housing market is just one of the ripple effects oh, yeah. that we can see. <laughs> Are there any other kinds of ripple effects? Well, I, th- I think the ripple effects you, 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 you'll start to see are exactly this issue. Let's take a restaurant, for instance. Uh, so right now, let's suppose I have a restaurant and I don't do much of a takeout business, so I might have just shut down the whole operation. Um, of course, I signed a lease on my restaurant, so now I'm making these payments and I have some cash reserves if I'm a prudent businessman. Uh, okay, takes a while and I run out of cash reserves. I go bankrupt. Uh, the person that was uh, leasing me the space for my restaurant now has cash shortfall, so they're gonna have less income to work with. My employees are no longer going to be employed because 
I'm bankrupt, I'm insolvent, I can't employ them. The food purchaser, you know, the food purchases that I would normally make, you know, to run my restaurant, they're, they're affected. And so there's just a host of these chain reactions that are going to sweep through the economy. And, you know, the economy is incredibly complex. So it's very, very difficult to say, you know, what particular sectors are going to be adversely affected. You know, right now you wish you were making hand sanitizer, right? I mean, it'd be a booming <laughs> business, but <laughs> or toilet paper. I think they'll do well, but the rest of us maybe not so much. <laughs> or toilet paper. Yeah, or toilet paper. Toilet paper would be good. Uh, paper towels. So, you know, as I, my wife tells me she can't find them anywhere. So, uh, uh, you know, there are going to be certain sectors that are going to do real well, and there's going to be other sectors that are going to be uh, devastated. And you know, trying to ascertain. What's what is going to be, I think, very, very difficult. That was University of Chicago economics professor Dan Black. It's worth noting that in this rapidly evolving story, several things have happened to help those unemployed by the pandemic. The Pritzker administration has extended unemployment benefits to people who are out because of the coronavirus and either don't have paid sick leave or have already exhausted their benefits. And on Friday, the U.S. House passed and sent to President Trump a $2.2 trillion recovery package that will send direct cash benefits to most Americans and provide additional unemployment benefits above and beyond what the states provide. It also covers many self-employed workers and part-time workers. Trump immediately signed it into law. And that's all the time we have this week on Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Until next time, this is Peter Hancock saying stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening.